hey, if you haven't already, you really need to go to tinyleaps.today. Why? Well, because I'm giving away a step-by-step guide to help you absolutely dominate 2018. So what are you waiting for? Head over to tinyleaps.today right now, and I'll see you there. In this episode, I talk about the passive protagonist and what that means for your own life. Pay attention because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about the passive protagonist. First, let's talk about what a passive protagonist is. I found this great article that talks about them when researching this episode, and quite honestly, it makes more sense to just share what they have to say rather than trying to explain it myself. So here we go. Quote, After more than 10 years of reading manuscripts and writing reports on them, I have noticed that passivity was overwhelmingly the commonest feature of the protagonist. Often, the protagonist had no goal, but even when they did have a goal, they did nothing to try and get it. When the protagonist is passive, the story must rely on the other characters to bring the action to them. The antagonist in particular will go out of his or her way to bring the action to the protagonist, even especially when it's against their own interests to do it. Thus, the protagonist becomes merely reactive. They spend all their time fending off the antagonist without actually doing anything to get what they want. So what does a passive protagonist look like? In crime fiction, he or she is the detective who does nothing to look for the killer. They will often have no clues to go on, which is offered as an explanation of why they can't find the killer. The killer is then forced to bring the story to the passive detective by threatening his life, for example, or announcing their presence in some obvious and wholly unbelievable way. It is against the killer's interest to become known to the detective or do something that makes it obvious who they are and where to find them. But when the detective is passive, the writer is forced to make their killer do things that are against their own interests. It's the only way to move the story along, but it is always at the cost of reader involvement and credibility, end quote. So obviously, all of this has to do with telling a story. So why am I talking about it on a podcast about personal development? Well, I think it's a great metaphor, a metaphor for how many of us live our lives. Let's look at that first section. Quote, often the protagonist had no goal, but even when they did have a goal, they did nothing to try and get it. When the protagonist is passive, the story must rely on the other characters to bring the action to them. End quote. The protagonist had no goal. I can't tell you how many times I've asked this question. What do you want or what is your goal and gotten a blank stare? The truth is, many of us don't have goals for ourselves. And when we do, they're pretty vague and difficult to execute on. We say things like, I'd like to learn French, but never do anything about it. 
Even the framing of the sentence, I'd like or I want, is passive. It makes a statement without declaring who is responsible for it, almost as though we expect the universe to hear us and deliver on our wishes. When the protagonist is passive, the story must rely on the other characters to bring the action to them. Now, let me ask you something. Do you want a raise at your job? When was the last time you created a plan and executed on it with the intention of getting a raise? When was the last time you just asked your boss for a raise? Now, here's another question. Are you looking for love? When was the last time you really put yourself out there and tried to meet someone? I think many of us, uh, the biggest issue we have, the number one thing stopping us from changing our lives is simply that we are passive about our lives. We don't set goals or when we do, we never pursue them. We sit around waiting our turn until our boss decides to give us a raise. We go out and just hope that someone nice will stumble upon us. We fall into daily routines and habits which don't move us closer to our goals. We are passive protagonists of our own stories. Now, I know, I know, it sounds like a cute little thing that that sounds nice to say, but I really think that uh, it's a good way to explain the issues that many of us face. We are the detective that doesn't take any action to solve the crime. We wait around for other people to give us the clues or for the antagonist to come after us. And the reason we do this, quite honestly, it's, it's because it's safe. Sure, I'd like to make more money, but if I start taking specific actions towards doing that, it might jeopardize my current job. What if they don't like that I have a side hustle? Or what if I'm so tired that my work starts to slack? Or if I ask my boss for a raise, what if she fires me? Sure, I'd like to learn French, but what if it ends up being a waste of time? I mean, I don't know anyone that speaks French, so it might not be useful. I mean, doesn't that sound accurate? Doesn't that sound like the kind of self-talk and conversation that you've had before? Definitely is for me. But how, how do you deal with this? How do you go from being the passive protagonist of your own life to getting more of what you want? Honestly, it's really tough. But stick around because I'm going to share what it takes to be an active protagonist right after the break. Support for this episode comes from FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the easiest way to create invoices and get paid for small businesses and freelancers. Now, I know many of you do freelance work on the side, but let me ask you something. Don't you hate when you invoice someone and they don't pay it? Of course you do. That's your money they're messing with. Well, thanks to the all new FreshBooks, you can now see read reports on your invoices. That's right. When you send an invoice, you can now see whether or not they read it. How freaking cool is that? But, but what does that mean for you? Well, let's say you invoice your client and they don't respond for a week or two. How you respond to that is key in making sure things go smoothly. And the more information you have to go on, the better off you'll be in your response. For example, if you know that they never read the invoice, you can choose to ping them on another platform as a gentle reminder. But if you know that they have read it, maybe you resend the the invoice with a reminder of your late payment terms. Now, I'm not suggesting that you handle it in that way. But the point is, with FreshBooks, you can get more information to work with. And that more information will allow you to make a better decision, to create a better plan of action. 
And this is exactly what I experienced with FreshBooks. When I started using them, I was able to get more information on the state of my invoices. I was able to keep better track of my time and I was able to get paid faster, which is why they built the new FreshBooks to support us, to support these small businesses and freelancers who have kind of been forgotten by some of the larger companies. And so that's why I partnered with FreshBooks to get you a free 30-day unrestricted trial when you go to freshbooks.com slash tiny and enter tiny leaps, big changes in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash tiny. All right, so let's talk about how to go from being a passive protagonist to an active one. In an article published to the story department, Carol Seegers laid out a fantastic checklist defining the qualities of an active protagonist. Quote, number one, the hero must have strong willpower. Number two, the hero should have a clear goal. Number three, at least one character should state the goal explicitly. Number four, the hero must not be forced but chooses to pursue the goal. Number five, once the goal is known, the hero should stay on the case. Number six, the hero can only be distracted because of a new, stronger goal. Number seven, keep showing us the hero really wants to achieve the goal. Number eight, make sure the obstacles in the way are significant. Number nine, stay in the hero's point of view for as much as possible. And number 10, if the hero seems passive, there must be a primal reason. For example, fear of death. End quote. Now, obviously, some of these are more relevant to our use case than others. So forgive me for cherry picking, but let's take a closer look at number one, number two, number three, and number six. So number one, the hero must have a strong willpower. I think this is quite honestly a no-brainer. If you're going to become an active protagonist and start going after the things you want, you're going to need strong willpower. Willpower is defined as control exerted to do something or to resist impulses. That's exactly what you need when you choose to ask your boss for a raise. That's a very scary situation and it takes willpower to get yourself to still do it. And that's exactly what you need when you realize that your marriage isn't a good one and you decide to walk away. Strong willpower is a must if you want to make changes in your life, at least the types of changes that we want, the positive changes, the one that we engineer ourselves. Willpower is a necessity. Number two, the hero should have a clear goal. And again, this is a no-brainer. If you want to move forward, you need to start setting goals that can be achieved. After all, if you don't know what you want, you won't be able to change the behaviors that you currently engage in. And if you can't change your behavior, you're not going to move forward. It's, it's really that simple. The behaviors that you are engaged in now in your life, the habits that you have, the routines you've built, that is what determines where you are in in many scenarios. And sure, there's external factors, but the behaviors are the thing that you can control. And if you're not able to change those to be more like the behaviors of of the person you're trying to become, then you won't move forward. And, And so having a clear goal allows you to identify what behaviors need to be modified and what those new behaviors should be. Number three, at least one character should state the goal explicitly. 
Now, in my opinion, this one character should be you. It's good to have a goal, but if you don't make it clear to yourself, if you don't make it explicit to yourself, you're going to struggle with it. Because a vague goal, something that is not written down, something that is not uh, spelled out and made as simple as possible to understand, does not get executed on. Because it's easier not to do it. It's easier not to work towards it. It's much harder to actually work for the things you want in life. But that's why it's worth it. And so if you can make it easier for yourself to execute on the hard thing by making it more clear, by being more explicit you'll have a much better chance of actually getting it. And then finally, number six, the hero can only be distracted by a stronger goal. And I think this one is tough because it's difficult to assess what constitutes a stronger goal. But I think once a goal is set, you should only change it when necessary. The purpose of a goal isn't necessarily to stay static. It's meant to be a beacon, a thing that you are working towards. But they should be dynamic and they should be capable of shifting when needed, when outside factors start to play a role. This doesn't mean lowering your target necessarily. It just means understanding that there are some things that are outside of your control. Maybe you set a goal and then the next day you realize that that goal isn't the direction you want to take your life in. In that scenario, it's okay to shift your goal. But if you set a goal and that's an, it's not the scenario that you realize you don't want that, maybe you do still want that, then you should keep working towards that goal, even if other things pop up. So be dynamic, be flexible, but understand that your goal needs to be something that stays as permanent as possible while still being flexible to other factors in order to make sure it's something that, that you can work towards. Here's the point of all of this. Right now, you can probably look at one of the core areas of your life. You can probably look at one of the six pillars, your finances, your relationships, your uh, career, your emotional health, your fitness, and your nutrition. You can probably look at one of those core areas and find moments, find areas that you've been a passive protagonist. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's okay to be passive sometimes, especially if you're being active in other areas. But the more you allow yourself to be an active protagonist, the more you allow yourself to be active in the areas that you care about, the more you'll start to get the things you want and the higher your quality of life will become. Or maybe it's just a stupid analogy. Either way, let me know by reaching out on Twitter or Instagram. That's it for episode 216. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to leave a review and to hit subscribe so that brand new episodes can be delivered directly to your favorite listening device. Do not forget to get your free goal setting guide by going to tinyleaps.today. That's tinyleaps.today. This thing is going to help you become an active protagonist and absolutely dominate 2018. So don't wait too long to go and download it. Get over, head over to tinyleaps.today, tinyleaps.today. Until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.